This first message that I'm bringing to you today, I've titled it The Difference Maker. And I don't want you to make light of that title. I really believe if you will listen and apply this message, it's going to make all the difference in the world for your 2017. It really is. What I'm preaching about today is the, not a, is the difference maker. My life, like yours, runs on different types of gadgets and electronics. I've got an iPhone in my car. There's, there's, there's electronics in the car, and we've, we've got an uh, iPad, and our kids got iPods, and we've got, all, we got an Xbox at home. We've got television. We've got, we, we actually have direct TV in our home. And, and so we are, gadgets and devices and electronics are everywhere. And, and it, it was a little while ago, our direct TV was not working properly. You know, you're paying money and you're thinking, man, why is this not working right? I can't get some of the channels. The DVR is not working. I can't record the, the shows that we want to record. And so frustrated. So you call the 1-800 number. <laughs> and they push this button. Push that. Push the hold. Music. Push that. Push this. Push 2-2. Two -two. If you want this, push 7-7. Seven -seven. Push. Can you give me a human being? How many like me? I just, zero, 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 no, it's got to be more complicated than that. I ain't call you and wait this long to push a button. You get paid to tell me to push a button. But it worked. It worked. My DirecTV started working fine, but it hit reset. And that reset recalibrated the whole system, and it started working properly. And, and there are some times that our devices need a factory reset. A factory, let me, let me explain a factory reset. Here's the actual definition. I pulled it up from Wikipedia. The definition is this. It says, a factory reset, also known as a master reset, is a software restore of an electronic device to its original system state by erasing all of the information stored on the device in an attempt to restore the device's software to its original manufacturer settings. It says this is often done to fix a software issue that the device is facing, but it could also be done to restore the device to its original Settings. A factory or, or master reset, it, it will fix chronic performance problems like freezing. And as we begin 2017, many people need a factory reset because they're having chronic performance issues. Their, their relationships are freezing up. Their career is freezing up. Their, their life is experiencing some internal software issues. Their, their relationship, even with God, is malfunctioning. And, and people know that they're having issues, just like I knew my direct TV was having issues. I didn't know how to fix it. And that's where a lot of people are today. They, they, they know they're having relationship issues. They, they, they know they're having career issues. They, they know some things on the insides. It's not right. But what do I do? 
How do I fix my problem? How do I get a reset? And I want to talk to you today about how to have a spiritual reset at the beginning of this year. I want to look at a man in the Bible who had a spiritual reset that changed his life. His name was David. And I want to look at a portion of scripture in the book of Psalm and Psalms chapter 51 and I want to pick up reading in, in verse number 10. It says in Psalm 51 and verse 10, create in me, this is David, create in me a pure heart, reset, reset God, reset me. Oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me, reset. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore, notice, reset. I need some restoration. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. David was the king of Israel when he wrote these words. And David had had an affair with a lady named Bathsheba. Then he had her husband killed. And David knew he was having some internal system issues. He knew he was malfunctioning. He knew there was distance between him and God. And so David cried out, God, reset me. Create in me a pure heart. I need a a reset. I know there's distance. I know there's some things wrong. I know I've got some problems. Create in me a clean heart. And in this prayer, David reveals to you and I the difference maker. The difference maker. And David prayed this, God, do not cast me from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. God, I need your presence. You see, David knew the difference maker for his life was the presence of almighty God. You see, friends, when God's presence is with you, it'll make all the difference in the the world for your life. And some of you are, are, are new, you know, new to church, new to God, and you're thinking, the presence of the Lord with me, what are you talking about? Well, just like you can be in the presence of another person, and they can ride in the car with you, and you know that they're there, they're tangible, that you see them, you, the presence of God can actually be with you. It can be with your life. And friends, when you don't have the presence of God on your life, you don't know how much you need it. I'm going to say that again. When you don't have the presence of God on your life, you don't know how much you need it. Some of you are going through life without God's presence. And whenever you don't have God's presence on your life, everything is harder. Without God's presence, can I tell you, some of you are trying to do relationships without God's presence. You're trying to do friendship without God's presence. You're trying to do your dating without God's presence. You're trying to do marriage without God's presence. You're trying to raise children without God's presence. You're trying to have, have a career without God's presence. You're, 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 try, you're trying to get your education without God's presence. And, and when, whenever you try to do it without God's presence, it's always more difficult. Friends, but when you have the presence of God on your life, You don't want to live without it. 
You see, when you don't have the presence of God on your life, you don't really know how much you need it. But once you experience God's presence, and, and the Bible calls it sometimes his favor, sometimes you'll see the word his hand. Whenever you have God's hand and, and his favor and his presence on your life, you don't want to live without it. And that's where David was. He did not want to live without the presence of God on his life. He had known the presence of God since a teenager, and he knew it was the presence of God that brought him thus far. And so it caused him to cry out in a moment when he was distant from God. He had blown and he had sinned, he had messed up. He said, oh God, created me a clean heart. God, I want things to be right. Lord, don't cast me from your presence. I know it's the difference maker in my life. You see, from a, from a teenage boy, he knew the presence of God. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13 says, so Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, notice this, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. You see, when David was a teenager, the prophet anointed him to be king of Israel. And the Bible said when that transpired, that the Spirit of God came upon him in power. He was a teenager. He had known God's presence since a teenage boy. You see, here's what David understood. He knew as he reflected back on this moment, now he's king of Israel. He's blown it. He needs a spiritual reset. He's looking back over his life, and he has known the presence of God since a teenager, the power of God coming up on his life, and he knew it was the presence of God that caused him to have victory over a giant named Goliath. It was God's presence. He knew it was the presence of God that spared his life from a demonic king named Saul who tried to kill him on numerous occasions. He knew it was the presence of God. He knew it was actually the presence of God that took a little shepherd boy who was taking care of sheep and brought him all the way to become the king over all the entire nation of Israel. He knew it was nothing but God's presence. It was the difference maker. You see, when you don't have the presence of God on your life, you don't know how much you need it. But if you ever get God's presence on your life, you ever get God's favor on your life, you ever get God's hand on your life, you don't want to live without it. David wasn't the only person who knew the presence of God was the difference maker. Moses knew it as well. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 33 and verse 13, Moses said, if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you, you and continue, continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. And Moses is saying to God, God, I know it's your presence and your favor that has brought me and this entire nation thus far. I know it's your presence and we, gotta, we can't make it without your presence. You see, Moses knew it was the presence of God that brought Israel out of Egyptian bondage. They were enslaved, slave for 400 years and God freed them out of slavery. He knew it was the presence of God that parted the Red Sea and they walked through dry ground on that red, through the Red Sea. He knew it was the presence of God. When they were in the desert, they had nothing to drink and Moses tapped a rock. It was not the staff that brought that water. It was the presence of God and a million plus people got water in the middle of the desert. God rained down manna from heaven, this bread, this food so that Israel could eat when they were in the middle of the desert and had no food to eat. Moses knew it was the presence of God. And Moses is simply saying, God, I know it's your presence that brings victory and success. I know it is. And here's what God says in verse 14. The Lord replied, my presence, my presence, just like 
somebody else can go with you, a human being, a friend, a family member can go with you. God's presence. He says, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. Moses said, I don't want to go anywhere without your presence. Here's what Moses is simply saying. Moses is saying, God, I would rather have your presence than your blessing. You see, God was saying, Moses, go ahead. Y'all go on to the promised land. I'm not going with you, but go ahead. Moses said, I'm not God. I'm not going anywhere anywhere without your presence. I'd rather have your presence than the blessing of the promised land because I know how critical, I know how important your presence is. I don't want the blessing without your presence. And friends, can I tell you, if Moses, a great leader, needed the presence of God on his life, how about you and I? God's presence makes the difference. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do work. I don't want to do life. I don't want to do marriage. I don't want to do dating. I don't want to raise children. I don't want to do work. I I don't want to do school without the presence. He goes on to say in verse 16, how will, God, if if your presence doesn't go, how will anyone know that you are pleased with me and and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth. Moses says, God, without your presence, we're no different than the world. God, without your presence, we're we're just operating in our own human strength and with our own human wisdom. And, And if all you know is your own human strength, if all you know is your own human wisdom, then you think it's enough. But if you ever experience God's presence... You ever experienced God's hand on your life? You ever experienced God's favor on your life? You you don't want to live without it. You see, if you don't know God's favor, if you don't know God's presence, you don't know how much you need it. But if you ever experience it, it'll put you in a place like Moses. It'll put you in a place like David. God, I'm not going to go anywhere without your presence. Because it's a difference maker. Joseph knew it was the difference maker. Genesis chapter 39 and verse 23 says this, the warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care. You see, Joseph was falsely accused of a crime and thrown into prison. And the Bible goes on to say this in verse 23, because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. You see, Joseph experienced success even in a prison because of one reason, because of the presence and the hand of the Lord rested on his life. And some of you have been wondering, you've been wondering, why am I not experiencing the amount and the level of success that I want to experience in my life? Why am I not experiencing the amount of success I want to experience in my, in my career, in my, in my relationships with my children, with my grandchildren? Why am I not experiencing the level of success that I would like to experience? Might it be, might it be that you're lacking the presence of God? It's the difference maker. And the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. 
The early church knew that God's presence was the difference maker. Acts chapter 11, verse 21, it says, The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. God's hand was upon the church, and what happened? What transpired? People came to Christ. People, their lives were changed. People were transformed by the power of God because God's hand was on the church. God's presence is the difference maker. And some of you came to church today, and you did not realize how desperately that you need the presence of God. You, you came and you said, I didn't realize the presence of God. I've never had it on my life. I think I'm doing fine. But if you ever get God's presence on your life, hear me, sir. You, you, you might be far from God today. You may not know God today. I just want you to know there's a difference maker. And if you ever get God's presence on your life, it'll make a huge difference for your 2017 and for your life. You say, Pastor, how do I get God's presence on my life? You say, Pastor, how do I grow in God's presence? I want to answer that for you today. From the life of David, the one who cried out, God, reset, reset. I need a spiritual reset. Don't, 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 don't cast me from your presence. I, I, I created me, changed me. I need to be more like you. I want to read a psalm from David because he gives us three keys, three keys to living with God's presence. Three keys to living with God's presence. Just look at your neighbor right now. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't you put up a front. You know you need this. You better take some notes. Go ahead and tell them. That's right. You know you need the prayer. Don't you put I, I know you, I, 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 you, you need this. Three keys to living with God's presence. Three keys. Number one, I'm going to read the text to you first. I like to mess with you a little bit. You're like, oh, pastor, give it to me. Not yet. Let's read the text. Psalm 24 verse 3 says this. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? I want you to understand that you can climb the mountain of the Lord. I'm not talking about your salvation. I'm going to talk about coming to Christ and salvation in just a moment. But when you're a Christian, you can actually climb the mountain of the Lord. You, you can grow in God's presence and God's favor. Not every Christian has the same amount of God's presence and God's hand and God's favor on their life. You, you can climb the mountain of the Lord. He goes on to say, who may stand in his holy place, who can have God's presence on their life? Verse 4 says only, come on, all of our campuses, everybody shout only. I wish that word wasn't there, but it is. Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies. Somebody just said, well, I guess I'm never going to have the presence of God on my life. Because <laughs> Lord knows I'm lying tomorrow, you know, I know. Help us, Lord. Verse 5 says, they will receive the Lord's blessing. And, and listen, that's what everybody's after. I want God to bless me. I want God to bless my life and my marriage and my children. I want God to bless. I want, I want, I want his blessing. I want his blessing. I want 2017 to be blessed. I want to have success. They, they will receive the Lord's, not, not their own, because you can get your own blessing, but, but if you want the blessing of the Lord, there's a difference. They will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God, their Savior. 
Such people may seek you and worship, notice this, and worship in your presence. In your presence. O God of Jacob, open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors, and let the king of glory enter. That's my prayer for you. That's my prayer for our church, is that the king of glory will enter into our relationships and our dating and our marriages and our families and our homes and our workplaces and our schools and our community and our neighborhoods. But the king of glory will enter in. Verse 8, who is the king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, invincible in battle. The, the, the first key to living with God's presence is holy hands. Holy hands. So Psalm 24 said, who can climb the mountain of God? Only those whose hands are pure. If you want to climb the mountain of God, your life matters. How you live your life matters. If you want God's presence, if you want God's presence to increase on your life, how you live your life really does matter. Our integrity matters when it comes to God's presence. Psalm chapter 41 and verse 12 says, because of my integrity, you uphold me and set me in your presence forever. You see, you understand the presence of your boss, the presence of your co-worker, the presence of your girlfriend, the presence of your boyfriend, the presence of your spouse, the presence of your but you don't know God's presence. And it's a difference maker. And he says, my integrity set me in your presence forever. Integrity is living our lives by the word of God. Living by the word of God. Integrity means that we do the right thing when no one is looking. Integrity is making sure that what we say and what we do are in alignment. Integrity is choosing what is right over what is fun, fast, and easy. Integrity. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Well, well first of all, you got to get on the mountain. And some of you are not on the mountain. You need to give your life to Jesus Christ. You, you need to surrender to him. And, and you see, what I want you to understand today is, is you can't make yourself holy. O only Jesus can do that for you. When you give your life to Jesus, you confess your sin to Jesus. He forgives you. You become a child of God. Some call it a Christian. Some say the word born again. You, you, you're on the mountain of God. You're a Christ follower. Your sins have been forgiven. Only Jesus can do that for you. But when you get on the mountain, when you give Jesus Christ your heart, he's your Savior, he's your Lord, you can climb the mountain of God. And some of you don't have holy hands, and, and instead of climbing the mountain of God, you know what some of you have been doing? You're going down the mountain. You look at 2014, you look at 2015, you, 2016, you, you didn't get closer to God. Some of you used to be more committed, used to pray. Some of you are like, fasting? I don't think so. I'm, I'm going down the mountain. And, and yet, there's a blessing of the Lord. 
There's his favor. And his, who can climb the mountain of God? Those with holy hands that say, God, and only the work of the Holy Spirit can, can give us holy hands, can change our lives, make us more like Jesus, and is surrendering to the work of the Holy Spirit so I can keep climbing the mountain of God, so I can keep operating and having his presence on my life and his hand on my life because the presence of the Lord is the difference maker. Who can climb the mountain of God? Who can stand in his presence? Only those, number one, with holy hands. Number two, with holy hearts. Holy hearts. Notice what it says in Psalm chapter 24 and verse 4. Only those whose hands and hearts are pure. If you want to have God's presence on your life, the condition of your heart matters. You see, we can get so consumed on what's happening around us that we lose sight of what's happening in us. And what's happening in us matters when it comes to God's presence on our lives. You see, your heart matters. Do you have pure motives? Did you realize you can be doing the right thing for the wrong reasons? Heart, your heart, how's your heart? How's your heart? You can be clean on the outside, but dirty on the inside. Somebody said, well, Pastor, I'm not just dirty. I'm nasty. <laughs> Stanky. Your heart matters when it comes to God's presence. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 8, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. You see, you can say that you honor God. You can say, you know, I love God. I love God, and you know, I'm not serving him. I'm not living for him, but I, he know, me and God got a special relationship. He knows my heart. I love, I love God. I love God. You love God. I love God. And the Bible, Jesus addresses this. He says, listen, listen, listen. There will be people that say they honor me they, with their lips. They say they love me. They, they serve me. But their hearts are far from me. Their hearts are all messed up. How's your heart today? You find your heart full of unforgiveness and holding grudges and hostile. And some of you have an offended spirit. You're just always offended. Every week. Can you believe what they did? Can you believe what they said? Can you believe? Yeah, they kind of get me. I'm not, I don't like that. Just offended your heart. Just nasty. Always got rage and lust and vengeance and pride. Your heart, how's your heart? The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, above all else, guard your heart. Because, man, if you want the presence of God, if you want to climb the mountain of God, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Above all else in 2017, guard your heart so that you can climb the mountain of God. Ask God, Lord, purge my heart, cleanse my heart. Here's what David said, create in me a clean heart. I want to climb the mountain of God. I need your presence. It's the difference maker. I don't want to go down the mountain. I don't even want to stay the same. Some of you are like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm cool where I'm, at, where I'm at, Pastor. I'm cool. I'm good. I don't need to climb. I'm on it. <laughs> Who can climb the mountain of God? It's important to climb the mountain because his presence is the difference maker. Those with holy hands, those with a holy heart. Number three, who can climb the mountain of God? Those with 
a holy hunger, a holy hunger. Notice this in Psalm chapter 24 and verse 6. It says such people, such people, the people with holy hands and, and holy hearts, such people may seek you and worship in your presence. In your presence. Oh God of Jacob, open up ancient gates. Open up ancient doors and let the king of glory enter. His presence enter. People grow in God's presence and favor when they have a hunger to seek God. They have an appetite for God. They have a desire for more of God. That They desire to worship God and to pursue God. Jesus said in Matthew 5 and verse 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. Can I ask you an honest question that I want you just to have an honest answer. What are you hungry for today? What are you hungering after? Power, sex, money, promotion, connection. What are you hungry for? What are your appetites pulling you towards? Jesus said, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for God, he says, here's what I can tell you. They'll be filled. They'll have my presence. I'll bless them. And some of us need a spiritual reset. We've been hungry for a lot of things. If you're honest, at the beginning of 2017, you're hungry for a lot of things, but you'll say, man, Pastor, I'm not all that hungry for God. Praying and fasting and seeking God and knowing God, I'm not all that hungry. And can I tell you as your pastor, I'm, I'm hungry for God. Here's what I know. I, I look at my life and some of you don't know me very well, and I can tell you that I am where I am today because of God's presence. It's the presence of God. When I was in college, and I didn't have the connection. Some people say, you must have grew up in a pastor's home full of Christians. Oh, no, I didn't. And I got to the university, and all of a sudden, the president of the university at a school I never had been to started asking me to preach and giving me engagements to go out and speak on his behalf. He said, what happened? Man, it's nothing but God's presence. I started traveling at the age of 17 and 18. I had no connections. I didn't know what I was doing. I, I didn't know how it worked. I just knew I needed, I needed God. And God's presence opened doors. Say, oh, Pastor, you're, you're overselling this. No, I'm not. I'm telling you. The reason I preach this with conviction is I know his presence. I know how much I need it. You say, Pastor, somebody must have given you a million dollars at 26 to come start a brand new church. No, 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 they didn't. It's been God's presence that opened the doors, that made a way where there was no way. I can't take any credit. It's the presence of the Lord. 
And when you know the presence of God, it causes you to cry out like David, Lord, don't cast me from your presence. Create in me a clean heart. I need you. I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't have the family that I have. I wouldn't be in my, I need your presence. It causes you to cry out like Moses. Oh, God, don't send us up from this place without your presence. It's the difference maker. And some of you have been doing life without God's presence. And life is hard for all of us, but it's so much harder without his presence. And today, I'm praying that you would have a spiritual reset. And you would get a hunger for God, a hunger for righteousness, holy hands and a holy heart.